Good morning, class. Good morning, <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. What happens in Faith School, anybody remember? It's the place where my spirit gets fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. That's God's will that we overcome every trial and test in life, not be defeated, not go under, but be victorious. The scripture said he always causes us to triumph. So if you've experienced some setbacks and some problems and you didn't come out on top, don't give up. It's God's will. Fight the good fight of faith. And so faith school is where we learn how to do that, what faith is, how to please God, and how to be an overcomer. It's not just words. Uh, your spirit uh, needs to be fed just like your body needs to be fed. If you go long enough and enough days without putting any food nourishment into your body, it'll get weak. It'll get so weak you can't carry yourself. You can't move around. You can't do your work and do what you need to do. Well, spiritually speaking, the same thing is true. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. What uh, food is, natural food to our spirit, the Word of God is. Uh, excuse me, I said it wrong. What, what food is to our body, the Word of God is to our spirit. And so uh, even though people feed themselves physically, they feed themselves even intellectually and entertainment and soulically, but many don't feed themselves spiritually. And so faith school is a place to get fed. And we're believing the Lord to provide uh, a meal that you could have on a regular basis and come in here and join us. And there's already been uh, a number of broadcasts leading up to this one. And you can go and find out about them and feed, feed on them. Won't cost you anything. But uh, let's pray and release faith today that uh, we will hear from him and he will feed our spirits. We'll get fresh manna for today, for now for each individual. Father, we ask you, all of us agree together, this, this big class all over the world, we ask you for utterance, for your hand upon us, for your anointing, for the quickening of your Holy Spirit. You know what each one of us need, uh, the area that we uh, have been lacking or deficient in to be fed and strengthened in that area and any corrections that need to be made, uh, any changes that need to be made. We ask you for it, believing and, and knowing it is your will and, and believing to receive it and purposing in our hearts not to just be forgetful hearers, but to be doers of it and see the effects of it and changes in our life. Thank you for working in us mightily and blessing us to make us a greater blessing to others in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you'd go with me, please, in our great textbook that never needs updating, <laughs> uh, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament and the 10th chapter. In Hebrews 10... Verse 35, it says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Confidence is another word for faith, which has great recompense of reward. Uh, 
For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. In previous lessons, we've spent some time on that, that uh, faith is how God, the Creator, the Almighty, that's how He operates Himself. That's how He functions. And we've been made in His likeness and image, and we are told to be imitators of Him as dear children and to operate and function like He does. And so he, we're commanded, we're instructed, the just, those justified, shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. You see something about the nature of faith. And he just used the word a couple of verses earlier. Faith gives you confidence. Without faith, there's a lack of confidence. Why would you draw back? Why would you pull back? Well, that's lack of confidence. And uh, the Lord doesn't want us pulling back and drawing back. He wants us stepping up, stepping forward, laying hold, receiving. But that takes boldness and confidence. He says, the just will live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now, uh, another way of saying that is I won't be pleased with him if you draw back. Another way of saying that is I won't be pleased if you don't live by faith. But we're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe, live and walk by faith, to the saving of the soul. Why don't let's just say that out loud and identify with this verse. Say it out loud. We are not of those who draw back. We believe and are saved. Hallelujah. Now, when he says the saving of the soul, he's not just talking about being saved and going to heaven. It, in, it includes that, but it includes a lot of things. Salvation, when you say, I'm saved, saved from what? <laughs> There's a lot of things we've been saved from. Now, this was not written in chapter and verse. That was just added uh, for reference sake and uh, to be able to help to find it. But it, it flows right into 11.1 1, where he says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Uh, I believe at the direction of the Lord, I'm going to begin uh, teaching lessons here in faith school on this great 11th chapter of Hebrews. The entire chapter is on the subject of faith. Have you noticed that? And uh, one of the things that you'll see is this term, uh, this phrase, by faith. By faith. It says, uh, by faith Abel, by faith Enoch, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham, through faith Sarah, by faith Isaac, by faith Jacob, by faith Joseph, by faith Moses. You'd begin to get an idea that things happen by faith, right? 
and they do. And, uh, you know, those of us that have been in church for a while, we've read this chapter and we, we're familiar a little bit with this. But there's another thing entirely to get God's mind on why he gave us this and the main things that we're to get out of this. Why give us a whole chapter about by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith? I mean, to those that are just checking with their mind, it seems redundant, repetitive, unnecessary. But that's not true. Uh, faith is not of the mind. Just because you heard something and heard, you know, stored information in your memory does not about faith, the subject of faith, doesn't mean you have faith. Faith is of the heart. And Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing. And hearing, if you look up the words, uh, it's the Greek, um, the uh, Christos, which is anointed, and rhema, which is the spoken word. The anointed spoken word. And that anointing on the spoken word of God quickens your living spirit. It's not a mental thing. Faith is not of the head. Romans 10 says, for with the heart man believes. And so the spirit of faith is, uh, we're given example after example after example of the true spirit of faith in this chapter. And beginning, he, he defines faith in verse 1. Now faith is, the one translation says, the confidence of what is hoped for, the conviction of what is not seen. I like, it. I like to say it like that. It's the confidence of what you expect and hope for. It's the conviction of the reality of what you don't see. But then the very, the very next phrase, by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Praise God. The elders obtained a good report. Uh, let me read some other translations of that. Uh, the NIV says, this is what the ancients were commended for. The Amplified says, by faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. The BBE says, by faith, by it, our fathers had God's approval. The Living Bible says, men of God in the days of old were famous for their faith. <laughs> famous for their faith. The New English says, for by it, by faith, the people of old received God's commendation. The elders obtained a good report. That, that phrase, good report, is the same term that's translated testimony. But the amazing thing about this testimony is who gave it. God testified and continues to testify about Abraham, Isaac, Moses, Abel's faith. And this whole chapter is not just a historical reminder 
of some of the things that happened to these people long ago, this chapter is God holding up individuals as examples that he approves of, <laughs> that he commends. And why? Why is every one of them in this chapter? Because of their faith. No, no, nothing else is emphasized right now in this chapter. It's because of their faith. Let's keep reading it and you'll see that he continues to talk about this, this idea of being approved by God. Through faith, verse 3, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered a unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained what? A witness. Again, that's that same idea of testimony. He, he obtained testimony or witness that he was righteous. Who testified about it? God testifying of his gifts and by it, by his faith and his faith gift, though uh, Abel, his, his body's been long, de long dead, is still speaking. That faith action is still talking. Well, we're talking about it in faith school in 2019. And why are we talking about Abel's faith gift? Because God liked it. <laughs> Can you see this, friends? God approved of it. And God even testified to it that it pleased him, that it, that it was approved by him. Look at the very next verse. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this what? Testimony. Testimony. What was the testimony? That he pleased God. And then the very next verse that we're so familiar with, you see that it should mean more to us now, putting it in context. But without faith, it is impossible. We, we could say it like this, to get, to get God's approval, to get God to testify <laughs> and commend you. It's impossible to get God's approval, his commendation, to please him without what? Faith. Without faith. Now, uh, you know, I know sometimes people might say, well, you know, faith school, uh, it, it, why so much emphasis on faith? Well, this is why. Because no matter what you may do, it won't please God. It won't be acceptable to God unless it is done in faith. Hmm? No matter how big of an offering, you could give millions of dollars into the ministry, into helping feed people, into doing things. And if it wasn't done in faith and love, it doesn't please God. You can't impress Him with a big number. You could pray, pray for hours on end and fast. And if you don't pray in faith, the prayer is vain and unacceptable to God. Everything we do, God, how many remember the scripture said, the Lord doesn't look like man looks. He didn't look on the outward appearance. Where does God look? 
He doesn't look like man looks. Man looks on the outside. God looks on the heart. And like we've already said, Romans 10 says, with the heart, man believes. So the Lord's looking at our heart, whether we're believing or doubting, whether we're fearing or in faith, whether we're trusting him or questioning him, whether we're committed and persuaded or whether we're wondering and, and, and wavering, that's what matters to him. Not the externals, not all the details. Now, since we live in a body and you have to watch or you'll gravitate too much to this natural realm, you can focus too much on the natural details and functions and operations. But we need to think like he thinks. And we need to focus on what he focuses on. And if the external is not the important to him, the internal is, we should focus most on the internal. What's our, what's our heart doing? Are we in faith? Are we allowing ourselves to worry? Are we allowing ourselves to, to, to waver back and forth on something? Because that's the thing that'll displease him. Are we pulling back, drawing back? That He said, that won't please me. I'll have no pleasure in you. But if we are rising up and getting more persuaded and getting more confident and getting more bold to step out and say what he said and do what he said, it pleases him. It pleases him to the point where he will testify. <laughs> now, when you got God testifying, you got real church now. Is that I mean, you know, when, when sister so-and-so testifies and it's anointed or brother so-and-so or preacher so-and-so, that's great, that's good. But when God testifies, it's a forever thing. It's a forever thing. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the very first part of this chapter, he said, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. If you skip on down to the end of the chapter, verse 39, 39 and 40 is the end. It said, all these having obtained a what? Obtained, verse 39, all these having obtained a good report. Can you see the emphasis is there in the front at the end, in the middle, it's about pleasing God. You know, some people that haven't understood some of this, they've found fault with folks like us that talk about faith a lot. Oh, y'all just talking about, you know, my faith this, my faith that, and I can do this by faith. No, it's about pleasing God. And you, there's no way you can do it without faith. There's, there's no way to see the kind of results that are mentioned in this chapter. In these verses, what happened with Abel and Noah and Abraham and Elijah and Moses and on and on? Miracles. Miracle after miracle after amazing thing after amazing thing. The Lord is telling us not only that this pleases Him, but He's showing us how these things happen. This is how they happen, which never changes. God doesn't change. Faith is a measure of his own faith. Faith doesn't change. And he still wants the kind of amazing things that we read about in chapter 11 to happen in 2019, 2020, 2025, till he tarries. He doesn't change. So 
with this understanding in mind, go with me to First uh, Peter and see more in the New Testament about this. It's not just in one or two isolated places. First Peter 1 and 7. First Peter 1 and 7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto what? Praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. At the end of this, end of this life, end of this world, end of this age, faith, real faith that's been proven is going to be praised, is going to be honored, is going to be approved. And he said right now, our faith is being tried by the dark world we live in, filled with the curse, so much evil, our bodies are in a mortal state. Uh, won't it be good when these bodies are changed <laughs> and they become incorruptible and immortal because between now and the end of this life, they've been affected by the curse and you're always having to believe for them, for something. <laughs> Have you found that to be true? If, if not, you, it's, it's sliding the wrong way. You, you better use your faith for your health and your strength and you have to use your faith for your provision, for your money and for your provision. And that's why the Bible said, fight the good fight of faith. Well, you're not fighting God. You're not trying to talk him into doing it. You don't have to persuade him. It was his idea. But there's an enemy. But once through this, all this is not in vain. Every time we come up against an obstacle and it doesn't look like what God said it's supposed to be. It doesn't feel that way, and, and, and we're, we're dealing with contradictions. But we choose not to get mad at God, not to give up and quit, but we choose to trust God and speak faith. Then our faith on that day passed the test. <laughs> Can you see that? Our faith was tried, and, and, and if it's real faith, it's like real gold. You can put the heat to it, and it won't destroy it. It'll just, it'll just burn away the, the junk and stuff, but the real gold will still be there and even be purified. And so day in, day out, week in, month after year after year, our faith is being tried. It's not always fun, but uh, it's a choice. When people say, I'm sorry, you know, preacher, I, I, just, I just can't believe. I can't. That's not true. Anybody can believe it's a choice. It's just a choice. And so uh, once, you, once you learn how, uh, you begin to realize it's the only sane choice. I mean, because if I give up and quit, I know what I'm going to get. Right? <laughs> I mean, if I just lay down and say, woe is me, I'm done for, well, then you are. You're defeated. But that's why you have to fight the good fight of faith. You, you've got to believe and reach in 
for the greater one who lives inside you, for him to help you and for him to bolster you up and, and say, no, no, greater is he that's in me than anything that's out here against me. I'm not going to quit. I'm an overcomer in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. And you begin to speak faith and speak victory. Well, apart from the results that you desire and need, you've already won. Before you even see any results, when you make the choice to believe immediately, now you have God's approval. You have God's approval. I'm talking about before you feel a healing or see any money. I mean, when the healing shows up, God's happy you're not hurting, but that's not the thing that excites him the most. When the money hits your account, he's glad your bills are paid, but that's not the thing that ple- it didn't say, uh, you know, without your needs being met, it's impossible to please God. Didn't say without your body feeling good, it's impossible to please him. What pleases him? Come on, class. What pleases him? Faith, faith, real faith, a measure of God's own faith. The Bible calls it precious. It's precious faith. It's more precious. Come on, did you see it right here? It's more precious than gold. Somebody say, more precious, more precious. What's more precious than gold? Your faith, my faith. My faith is one of the most precious things I have in life. Because no matter what happened, if somebody did you wrong, if somebody took things away from you, with, with your faith, you can get it all back and more. If something happened to your body and it gets down or it gets sick, you can get your health back if you got your faith. Come on, are y'all with me? No, if you make a big mistake, you know, and you sin and you mess up, if you've got faith, you can receive your forgiveness by faith. You can receive your righteousness by faith. You can overcome and still rise up in spite of your mistake and do good things and please God for year after year after terrible failure. You can do it by faith. But if you, if you draw back and go, no, I've missed it in so many ways. No, I'm such a poor excuse for a Christian. Well, that's unbelief. And it's not that the Lord's you know, fed up because of your mistake. He's displeased because you won't believe him. Hmm? Without faith. Not, didn't say without perfect, perfect performance. <laughs> without faith, it's impossible to please him. Come on, let's uh, lift up our hearts to the Lord right now and just tell him that we do believe him. Father, in Jesus' name, we do believe you. We choose not to doubt, not to fear, not to waver. We choose to believe you. We choose to trust you. And we thank you for this exciting way to live by faith. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, he told us to live by faith. How do we do it? I live by faith, I walk by faith, I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Praise God. Well, that's it for today. Uh, Be sure to come back and get some more because just like your body needs to be fed every day, your spirit needs to be fed every day. Till next time, we'll see you in faith school. Glory be to God.